0: Online on your smart speaker and around the world,
1: this is BC Radio. So, good evening and welcome to the Paranormal Show. I'm me, Mr. G, and I've got Mrs. T with me as well. So, hey, guess what? Hey, G and
2: T. Hey, hey, <laughs> yes, you
1: can't beat be
2: a bit of G and T on at 10 o'clock on a Thursday
1: night, can oh, you? Well, no, not at all, absolutely not, not. at all. So, what you're in for a treat tonight. So, yes, we've got uh, both of us back in the studio. And we're talking about gruesome histories, and in particular, serial killers. Ooh. Ooh. Well, that's and, a good subject. And I've got a couple that you might have forgotten about. But before we do that, I'm going to leave you, or will start with Smooth Criminal. As long as it plays, that is. Oh, there we go. We had this problem last week, if I remember.
2: We did indeed.
1: It should be playing in a minute. Errol, anyway, tonight's show. Yes, we've got Jack the Ripper. We've got a Suicide Hotel. Um, yes, we've got music, but you're not hearing it for some unknown reason. Hey, hey. Um, we'll figure out why. We'll figure that out in a minute. We'll go back to that in a minute. Errol. Anyway, these things are sent to try us. So, Jack the Ripper, I've got some stories about something local for us, which is Warwick Castle. Fabulous. And uh, I can tell you some stories that have changed over the last hundred years. Warwick Castle like to change things and not always tell you the truth. Oh, so we're
2: going to get the real deal.
1: So I might tell you some of the real stories. Oh, that's or things like, <laughs> why, why is the lady being buried in the walls of the castle? oh good stuff oh yes you don't get to that on the tour.
2: no i think this is going to be like the horrible histories version
1: indeed it is so what we're going to try and do now before we start is we're going to try and play a little bit of michael jackson and smooth criminal this time we might even find it works Oh, there you go. That was Michael Jackson and Smooth Criminal. Tonight's uh, sort of theme is uh, remixes of classical songs, uh, a little bit of electric, a little bit of uh, John Michelle Jar, Bangelis type music. There you go. And we're going to be talking about murderers.
2: Serial killers.
1: That's the one. Serial killers. Ooh.
2: What makes a serial killer, though? Kellogg's. (laughs) Kellogg's. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry.
1: That was horrendous. Oh that was terrible. It was That was terrible. Yes. And uh, what does what does make someone a serial killer?
2: Two plus victims.
1: Is it? Yeah. Oh. Didn't so know that.
2: Kill two people,
1: so you've only got you... only two. Mm-hmm. And you become a serial killer? Yeah. Oh, Didn't know that.
2: Yeah read it oh
1: i would have said i would have said it was like three or four upwards and then
2: no apparently you literally need two plus
1: so you need so two I people so i guess
2: if you've gone out intentionally and murdered two people yeah the chances are you're probably going to go out and do it you again you probably do it again and yeah, again absolutely
1: yes. because obviously there's a, there's got to be something in the mind that triggers things oh i do like this
2: yeah yeah of course
1: so of course. Yes. Um, did you know that if you murder someone, it also heightens the sex uh, side of things as well? There you go. There's a, there's a thought of wow. you. Yes, apparently, uh, if you kill somebody, you will want to have sex afterwards. Wow. Yes. I'm
2: probably not going to test that one. I'm no, gonna I'm, I'm
1: not I'm not testing whether we kill somebody or Maybe not. Maybe you can
2: do it the other way around and see if having sex wants to makes sure you want to kill people more.
1: Well, you could try that, but... Okay. Yeah, everyone, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on before we get shot.
2: I've got (coughs) another question for you. Go on. Now, I think I'd already mentioned it before, but I'm going to throw it on its head now. Okay. Who is the most recent serial killer?
1: I do not know, actually.
2: Well, I just assumed that it was Peter Tobin, who is the guy in the taxi. Yeah. But it's not.
1: Have we got another one?
2: We have, indeed. And you're going to kick yourself.
1: It is in the UK as well. It is. Oh, go on then.
2: Okay, I'll give you a clue. Is this a lady? No. If you can call her that. <laughs>
1: oh, uh, no idea.
2: Lucy Letby. Oh! The nurse that killed nurse. all the babies.
1: Yes, yeah. n- I never thought of that. No. Because uh, it's sort like a different type of killing. I never put the two and two together. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because I've <laughs> yeah, just I'm spotted
2: not- there, So she's joining the grim list of Britain's most notorious serial killers.
1: Yeah, never. I never thought of putting her onto the serial killer list.
2: Absolutely, but she's the worst kind, really, isn't she?
1: Yeah. Oh, because I always thought like things like Peter Sutcliffe, um, Brady Hinley, Jack mm. the Ripper.
2: You got to remember Beverly Allen. Oh yeah, Angela Death. So her and Letby's cases are a similar, striking similarities.
1: Yeah. Well, that was really interesting.
2: Yeah, and it's... then. That kind of leads on to the lovely Mr. Harold Shipman. It oh, does sorry. indeed, Doctor Harold, Harold Shipman.
1: Shipman. Yes, he's. Um, I, I was looking up at him uh, earlier on today, and he has killed more than anybody else. He's top of the list. He is indeed. Yes, is like. that
2: just a UK top of the list?
1: No, I think or it's the world. I think, the world. I think it's one the world's top of the list because he. How many people has he killed? He's killed hundred and eighteen people.
2: Well, when he was convicted in January uh, 2000, that was just for murdering 15 patients, but they've said over the 23-year period, it would be looking more 250-odd plus. Well, on the information I've got here, between
1: 1975 and 1998, 218 people were killed by him.
2: Oh, they've actually confirmed it?
1: Yeah. Um, So, obviously, uh, he was based in Manchester,
3: uh, and
1: he would kill people by diamorphine. Um, and then he would alter all the medical records to make it look like it was something else or they had been ill prior to seeing him. Mm. Lovely doctor. What can you say about that? And another one from Manchester, what? Myra Hinley. Oh, of course, yeah. Yes. Um, and her partner, to say the least.
2: The lovely, what was his name, Ian?
1: Ian Brady. That's the one. He's dead now. It's mm. a shame, isn't it? Um,
2: Am I right in saying now, though, that... Is Myra Henley gone now? I can't remember. Is she dead or alive?
1: No, she's dead now as well, isn't she? she? Is. Yeah, pretty sure she's dead.
2: Just didn't her and Rose West make up some weird friendship, I Yes, feel? they didn't.
1: Um, can't remember what was all that over, but yeah, they got together.
2: I mean, what do they talk about over a coffee?
1: <clears throat> well, hey, how did you kill that today? Mm. Ooh. I came up with a new way of doing it.
2: Well, I'm better than you because I actually killed some of my family members, so...
1: Yeah, and um, it's also reckoned that Myra Hunley and Ian Brady go more than what we know about. Well, yeah. So, um, if you've ever been up to the moors, which I have, um, it's a vast open space and you could go up two days on the run and it'll look completely different.
2: Whereas, well, it's like trying to find a drop in the ocean.
1: Yeah, it basically is. If you drop something there, you'll never find it again.
2: Absolutely not. So, it's
1: such vast, open, m- marshy, you
2: hills. wouldn't have, you would just wouldn't know where to
1: start, would you? No. So if you left it a few years and went back up, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a clue. Just do give me ideas, <coughs>
2: please.
1: Um, as long as you're not planning on killing me, I'll be no, no, fine. fine. I quite uh, like you.
2: You make cracking cup of tea. Oh, no, so that's all right. And then as long
1: as you got your cup of tea, we'll be fine. Yeah, you're um, fine. So you're wondering what this has got to do with the paranormal. Well, the paranormal covers absolutely everything you can possibly think of. So the paranormal is anything that is not normal.
2: Absolutely. So,
1: and I mean, anything that isn't. So from aliens to spacecraft that like you see flying across uh, the skies. to Conspiracy things you see. Conspiracy
2: theories.
1: Yeah, all that. So, yes, this is um, what people forget about. They think it's just ghosts and spirits or just aliens. But, no, it covers a vast range. So, serial killers. So, we're going to play The Time Machine by John Michelle Jar. As long as it works, like. But apparently, there you go. So, back on to um, our serial killers and the paranormal. And don't you think, though, are these the sort of people that I'm going to come back and haunt?
2: Oh, yeah. Gotcha. These people will be furious that they're not still carrying on what they're doing.
1: Now They're
2: going to be angry that they've been incarcerated or that they've, they've died.
1: Yeah. They didn't get what they wanted.
2: No, absolutely. Uh, I,
1: w- I was just saying about Harold Shipman when he was held... In one of the Birmingham prisons I've been inside his cell not the one that he hung himself in which was a shame because it would have been really interesting in the paranormal mm. level to see if we picked anything up especially so soon afterwards
2: yeah of course
1: so yeah so um I, i'm gonna go back on to myra henley and ian brady so it was 1963 and 1965 and they were they were living just outside manchester in fact, Myra Hinley didn't live that far from where I bought a house at one stage. <laughs> not and too many you. connections. I, I know. Uh, and the pub she used to drink in, I'm not going to name the pub because it wouldn't be found in the pub, is still standing. Oh, is it? Yes. And still open as a pub. Yes. Um, so Myra Hinley, uh, English serial killer in par- partnership with Ian Brady. Uh, she committed the rapes and murders of five small children. That we know of. Yes. Uh, it is believed there was a lot more than we know about and the police have found. Uh, if you've ever been up to the, uh, the Moors, you, you would say it was vast and open and you could go two days running and you'd think you were in a different place. So, yes, yeah, quite an eerie place as well. Um, so, Henley's brother, um, 17-year-old brother-in-law tipped the police off about the crimes, um, and obviously were found guilty of three murders and was jailed for life. She was never released and died in prison. Oh, dear.
2: 2002. Is that all it was? Yeah, so. I mean, I was asking earlier whether she was still alive. I can't remember.
1: Yes, so, yeah, she died in 2002. Um, Brady hatched plans and raped and murdered and she followed basically.
2: Delightful. Um
1: she was apparently madly in love with Brady and would do anything he wanted.
2: Well actually, now now that you've just said that, you've just reminded me there is a serial killer or there was a serial killer couple in France and she helped him. She helped him so much he couldn't have done it without her. That was his own wife.
1: Well they that's were... like these two that I... I, from what I've read and what I've seen and what I've heard, they wouldn't have done it on their own.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
1: So, um, so finally, in October 65, I do believe, the police were alerted uh, by Hindley's 17-year-old brother-in-law, David. Um, he witnessed um, a murder that Brady was doing at the time with an axe. Uh, so he went to the police and... The rest is history, or oh, so we say. So, yes, a lovely dude. couple. Oh, delightful. So um, Delightful. Talk about a power couple. Oh, yeah. I reckon that's all it is. I reckon a lot of it is that just power.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Just
1: what you can do and uh, how we can do it.
2: Now you can get away with it. I think a lot of it is, is the buzz, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And from the couple's perspective, what you said earlier as well about getting a sexual kick off it, that's going to help.
1: Oh, yeah, of course it is. They're not doing it for the... They're not doing it for the love of it, are they? Well. Well,
2: no, they are.
1: <laughs> they are, in such yeah.
2: They're not doing it. How no. do you put it? That's, I was going somewhere with it.
1: You were? God, That's now.
2: said, they're not doing it for, for no. No. I
1: think, just I think they're doing it because they enjoy it. Yeah. Sadistic.
2: That's
1: it, yeah. So they're doing it for the sadistic side of themselves. So, yes, so all the ones that Myra, Henley and Ian Braindy did, they've been buried on the moors. So some have been found, uh, others haven't.
2: I think that'd be a good place for a ghost hunt.
1: The only problem is you probably get lost.
2: You wouldn't have to go far.
1: You could try it, but well, no, you're all right, right. No, you're no, not fancy it. No. Not selling it. No, it doesn't want, no <laughs> not doing it for me. No, no. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, think, I think if you actually went up um, on a paranormal level, I think it would be a very interesting place. Definitely. Because I still think over the years you would find other things buried up there.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So it's one
1: of those places that no one's going to ask anything because no one's going to see you. Right. So, yes. Um, so that was Brady um, and Henley up uh, there. They're both dead now. Uh, they're both serving life in prison. Uh, Brady was transferred to a mental institute at one stage and then when he was transferred back out because he was uh, deemed fit so I think he was playing the system personally but that is my personal opinion so um, we're going to be moving on in a minute and here's Gabriel's oboe So before we continue and things happen, I'm not sure this place is haunted. But going on to haunted things, I've got to bring in the dolls yet again because oh, you love a bit you, of doll, don't you? I do um, because you took one home.
2: I did. She's she's lovely. No she's problems. Giving me no bother. No problems whatsoever. No bother whatsoever. Okay. Apart from the fact that. People don't generally like her being there.
1: Well, that's their problem.
2: She's sitting in the uh, cat basket okay. on the radiator in the kitchen. I always think she looks really happy. But she... she's
1: not moving. She's not doing anything.
2: No, even the SLS. Now, I did have that strange thing with the SLS.
1: Well, we had some strange things when I was around at yours yeah. on the SLS.
2: We did, indeed.
1: Um... Just
2: just for those of you that forget... I. We'll tell you this every week, but the SLS is a video that you look into, you're just looking around the room, and if there's anything there, it will pick it up as a stick man. Yeah. So if I were to look at uh, Mr. G here, he would be a sat down stick man, but it's not those things that you're looking at. It's the stick man in empty spaces because it, it might pick up a chair leg, it might pick up a table leg, and try and make something out of it. So that's the time when you kind of go right. Let's just move the camera across. And if you've got literally fresh air with a stick man in it, there's something there. Yes.
1: So when I was round in the kitchen, but round up duches in the kitchen, um, we had two strange things. One guy was lying down. We yep. And we could not figure that out. No. Um. And there was another one where he was sort of stood up, but was sort of lying down as well. So it, I know I picked him up twice. Yep. Um why you would be lying down across the kitchen floor is beyond me, but hey, there you go. That I know why. Oh, you know why? Of course. Go then. Of
2: course I know why. No, nah, no, we said we'd reveal after Liam had, had been.
1: Oh, of course. Yes. Cause Liam's not mm-hmm. been around yet, has he? No. So you've got to keep it from Liam. Just yes. in case. Just in case. Cause I know you would sometimes listens, uh back to the shows. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so the SLS worked on a structured light system, uh, when no one actually knows how it works, but we know it does work, and it picks up spirit, should we say, to keep it really simple, or ghosts, or something that certainly isn't there, and then I'll uh, attempt to plot that out.
2: So I've had that at my house. I've been randomly putting it on, not picking up much. And then I had a, a small little moment where I thought I'd pick something up, and then I realised I hadn't, and then I talked to Matthew, and it turns out I did. Ah. So in my living room, um, I was actually, it was pointed, not going to lie, it was pointed at a footstool. footstool. Right. So straight away started picking up the leg and I thought, all right, okay, it's just it making something out of nothing.
1: Just before we go on with the story, as a paranormal investigator, we're always there to rule anything out. Absolutely. So if it picks something up, the first thing we won't do is get excited. No. Because we'll go, oh, hang on, just let's have a look at that. Is there anything there? Is it picking anything up? Is it tracking something that isn't there? Or is it just picking the chair leg up?
2: That's exactly so. Yeah. So this little stool, it, we keep blankets on it. Right. So straight away, I'm like, right, that's it's picking up the blanket. It looks like there's a little person there. Yeah. So I move the blanket out of the way, changed my angle slightly, disappears. Move my angle back. Oh, there it is again. Right. But I thought, hold on a second, that's not picking up the leg. It's kind of behind it. And then I went through the hole. It looks like a small person. I've moved everything out of the way. There's yeah. nothing in the way. There's no way it could be picking anything. So it's not
1: tracking anything at this exactly. stage.
2: And then I pulled up one of the blankets and I realised I'd got a tower adapter. Ha. And
1: it was, up, was it? So it was picking it up, wasn't it? That was picking it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But then didn't you tell me it won't pick up electricity?
1: It shouldn't pick up electricity. No. It, if it was a tower, it could pick up the top and the bottom of the tower. But or any, any key points. An extension. But it, shouldn't, it won't pick up electricity.
2: No. So, I really need to go back and work out why there was a little boy standing in the corner of my room pretending to be an extension cord.
1: Perhaps he just wanted to get your attention.
2: Yeah, now, the sad thing is, I went, oh, it's picking up the electricity. We're going to give in. Yeah. And then I didn't speak to you for another week. So I didn't know to go back and check. But I do now know. So, yeah, that's going to be another
1: little... I, I've not really spoken to you since the last time I saw you in the studio, only because my week has been stupid, should we say. It's been chaos. So I had to build a website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you love that job. I don't... Uh, I...
2: Now that it's done. It's done now.
1: Do you... It's all working. Do I'll... you love it now? I do, yes. It's uh, good. it's good. It's, uh, it's nice, crisp clean website uh it's www.bcradio.co.uk um i'm gonna blow my own trumpet it's one of the best websites i've built uh over the years it's pretty it's good it, it does the pretty. job uh it works on the mobile and you can listen to us by pressing listen live and it'll take you straight through to the player perfect then So no sitting up waiting for us to
2: come on the radio
1: No, nope, nothing at all you can listen there and uh, there's plenty of options because you can always listen uh, anytime you want as well with BCR Replay. Fabulous. So everything is on there. You can even send us emails. <gasps> oh! All you have to do is go onto the presenter page, have a look at them, see who you like, and fill the form out and press send.
2: Perfect. And that's
1: it. And they will get that email at the studio.
2: And those of you that don't want to use the, uh, the website, you can email us at studio at bcradio.co.uk. If you want to speak to us, you can pop our names at the top. But obviously, if you want to email another time and speak to somebody else, pop their names on.
1: Exactly. Uh, we are working on a text system, so you'll be able to text us. Brilliant. So we are working on that.
2: And then we can start, well, we've asked you loads of times to contact us, so we can start going back through those, yes, shouting you out.
1: Yes, any, any paranormal experiences you have, send them in to us.
2: Yeah, if you want to just talk about what we've been talking about. I think we had a competition as well. We
1: did. We um did, indeed. Um, indeed. Yes, uh, I've not heard anything from our management on that, so I don't know the ins and outs as yet. So
2: we've not had any responses?
1: Not that I know of.
2: Okay, so... so a recap then, if anybody else wants to win a ticket to a, a ghost night out.
1: Yes, and that is on the... Ooh, it's oh, i put him on the spot now. Yes. Put him on the
2: spot now. Uh
1: It is on the 23rd of this month.
2: And you'll get to meet the two of us.
1: You'll definitely get me, oh. me and you there. Yeah, definitely. We are hoping to get Liam on this tour. Which
2: obviously is Liam is the medium for the Paranormal Playground. Indeed. Uh, very he's been with too. us...
1: Oh, God, Liam's been with us for many years now. What
2: did he say? Is that... He was just. Eight, eight, 38
1: he was just. Years just... Now. Yeah, because I was going to say he Seven was just 17 years. when he first joined with us. And so uh, and, and we have never got rid of him. Oh, and he always turns up like a bad penny. I don't.
2: I've only known him for two years.
1: Oh, there you go. You won't get rid of him. No, I don't. Uh, Not a chance. Everything I do Not includes Liam chance. now. So, uh, one of the best mediums I've ever worked with um he's funny he's cheeky uh he doesn't take it he takes it really seriously but gives it sort like that fun spin on the side of it so you you think even if you've never met him you're out with your best mate
2: yeah i I think that's the
1: best way you can describe liam is that you're out with your best mate he's a character oh he is think of alan carr He'll hate me for saying that. Oh,
2: oh, oh. <laughs> You're so getting beaten.
1: <laughs> He'll hate me. But he's just think, he's that bubbly personality. I mean, I like Alan Carr. He's um, So it's not, not an insult. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely so, not. So, ah, um, Liam. Yes. He's a
2: good egg.
1: The other thing uh, we've just set up on the website, um, but you don't have to go on the website to do it, is buy me a coffee. Now, buymeacoffee.com slash forward Forward slash BC Radio will take you to our donation page, and as you all know, at the moment we are a non-funded radio station. So everything you hear from every single presenter is free of charge. Nobody, but nobody, is taking any money. Excuse me, what now? So we want some money of you. What? You I thought fun? I was getting paid for this. You're joking? Yeah. No, it's not free. <coughs> even even the Thousands of pounds that i just spent building the website is free of charge by us. So
2: Buy that man a coffee, please, uh, please. somebody.
1: Yes, because if BCR Radio had paid me for the website, it would be near the £5,000 bigger. So uh, all done, free of charge.
2: So if I'm not mistaken, you said coffees are £3 each? £3 each. You can buy as many as you want.
1: Or you can just buy as one, whatever you can afford. So, if you log onto our website, that's www.bcradio.co.uk, or you can go straight over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash bc radio.
2: And just remember, it's all donations it goes straight back into the radio station. None of we don't see any of it. We don't nope. want it. Don't need
1: it. We don't need it at the moment. Um, everybody upon the radio station. I think there's about fifteen of us now, sixteen, uh, ish, just somewhere around there. Uh, we all do it for free of charge. All because we love, love of, it.
2: Absolutely great mind speaker.
1: Yes. Great minds think alike. For the love of music. That's it. And entertainment.
2: And all things that go bump in the night.
1: Oh, of course. So on that note, I think we'll have a change of seasons. So we're back again. It keeps doing that. I don't like it when it does that. Not supposed to. I press stop and it stops. And it carries on playing music. Haunted. I, I don't even know. What, I didn't see what you did actually. Oh, well, never mind. I don't,
2: I don't want to refer to you as being like my dad. But my dad
1: does that quite a lot. Oh, well.
2: It never does what I want it to do.
1: Oh, press pause, it just didn't pause. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway I, 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 I'll go back to saying this place is haunted. I came in the other day, there was paperwork all over the floor.
2: Really? Yeah, really. Dolls are behaving.
1: Someone's a bit misbehaving.
2: Your dolls are all the right way up. Yeah. They're all on the shelf. Oh, no, they
1: haven't done anything. They've all been quiet recently.
2: And it's not drafty in here. No.
1: Nope. It's not drafty
2: in here at all.
1: No, nope. it's, all, it's all insulated. So where was the paperwork? Where I'm sat on the floor.
2: And it started off on your desk? It was on the
1: desk. It was on what? the left-hand side. My desk is in an L-shape. It was on the left-hand side. Went out to get a coffee, came back, and paperwork was all over the floor.
2: I think we need to put my camera in here.
1: We probably should do, you know. That wouldn't point. be a bad
2: idea at all, actually. No. Oh, we'll do an equipment spot. We could do. I mean,
1: Oh, yeah. we could do... A, oh, the other one we could do is uh, a nice Ouija board. Ooh. Ooh. whilst we're live on the radio. yeah. <laughs> Let's sound that. There you could go. do
2: a video, put it on your, uh, big, put it on the website.
1: We could indeed, we can easily. Might be a bit hard to do the video in here because it's a bit small to get the angles, that's the only problem. Stick it on the ceiling. We've seen that big our cameras Straight are. Down.
2: Oh, uh, okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> I was
2: thinking of my phone. <laughs>
1: Actually, we could do it on the phone. We
2: could, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just hang it, hang it up, put it on, put it on one of the tripods upside down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'll work. That would work. You've
2: got some buttons there. Yeah. Oh, watch this spot for the next show.
1: Yeah, you never know. We might have. Oh,
2: God, I'm going to have to dye my hair.
1: What's that got to do with the Ouija board? There's a camera. Oh, right, with you. Duh. That's all right. You
2: can tell you're not a girl. Well,
1: I haven't got any hair. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, if you go back to the 80s, the the photographs of me with long hair.
2: That does not surprise me at all. Yeah,
1: and then I dyed it blonde once. Oh, pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I never dyed it after that. I don't like it, so but I'll, I'll have long hair it was about halfway down my back uh, It doesn't surprise me so, at all so there you go
2: Every, pretty much everybody that, that I know now that is follicly challenged
1: had long can, hair yeah
2: had long hair yeah. at some point my half
1: so
3: I mean
2: I think he's got less hair than you have but I can tell you now that he used to get beat quite a lot for his waist length hair oh yes
1: <laughs> well just remember that 80% of uh, women prefer bald men
2: oh well, I'm totally with you on that yes, one yes so I remember being told that Bold was the new black.
1: Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> anyway, how, the, how, the, how did we get on hair? I don't know. I just started like to bring fashion into it. Yes, then.
1: indeed. Anyway, we, we, we were talking about... Um, Ouija boards. Serial colours and oh, Ouija yeah, boards. and that as well. Yes. Um, we have a very wide selection of Ouija boards. That In does fact, surprise me. if I put a piece of music on now, hmm. I will go and get them. Woo-hoo. So if I put Chas Chis- Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. That's the one. <laughs> uh, on now. I uh, will go and get the winchboards and we will discuss them after this next piece. No, no called me out then. Um, we were just talking about crystals and uh, our Ouija boards and what you find in our office. Oh, you find all sorts of things. Sense. You find all oh. sorts of things. Um, I was just showing uh, Tash uh, our range of boards. Now, most of our boards we make ourselves. Um, but apart from one we bought, um, but believe it or not, I've actually um, taken that because we actually bought it for the bedroom wall.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we were going to put the Ouija board on the bedroom wall with the other Ouija you know, boards. where else do you keep your
2: Ouija boards?
1: Of course, where else do you keep them? Um, and it's an Nan Stokes one. So very, very nice. Not being used yet. So when we go to Ashbourne, yep. perhaps we should uh, christen that. We
2: absolutely definitely should. So
1: that's Nan Stokes. So the next one we've got, I won't go through them all. Uh, how do you describe that one? Uh,
2: small child kisses ox skull. There you go. Yeah, so we've got what could be... I don't know. Yes, a small child. I almost yeah, thought she was a fairy for a second, yeah. but she's not. She's just no, a small, a small child. child. On the right-hand side, you've quite got... I'm going by the horns. It's going to be an ox.
1: Yeah. I would say that was quite an angelic-looking child. Yeah. So, uh, I've got one with a teddy bear. That oh, one you there. said there was
2: a story behind
1: this, didn't you? Now... That was taken from a teddy bear that was given to us, and this teddy bear had a story behind it. Mm. But I don't know whether the story is true. Oh, okay. Um, now, apparently, the teddy bear belonged to a family, mm. uh, a little boy. Yeah. Uh, from what I remember. Uh, and there was a house fire. Oh, okay. They, they all escaped. Yeah. The house, well, the front room got burnt down. The house was fine apart from the front room, but the teddy bear survived.
2: With with a a few scotch marks. I was going to say, actually, it does look... So this little teddy bear is wearing a little denim jacket, but you can see the left-hand side of his head, uh, centre of his chest, and possibly one of his paws look singed.
1: Yes. Um, Now, that was the first part. So the second part was that um, they moved into another house. Yep. And they had another fire. (laughs) Again, they all escaped Okay Apart from Ted Oh Who got burnt a little bit more But still survived Okay Uh, And then the third part of it was that They put all the stuff in a shed At uh, the brother's house Mm. uh, While they were looking for somewhere else to live Now, unfortunately The brother had a fire in the shed Really? Really Wow And Ted survived yet again Oh dear So is either I'm very lucky or the story was exaggerated when it was told to me.
2: Good, good possibly. So, have you got the Teddy?
1: I have got the Teddy, yes, but not here with me. Oh, okay. It's in the garage.
2: Yeah, we're. Yes. It's raining out.
1: Yeah, I'm not going outside to go. No, I, I don't it, even know don't. whereabouts in the garage. But yes, we have got the Ted to go with it. In fact, if I remember, I shall get it out for next week Ooh. and you can have a look. Lovely. So, and just to put everybody's mind at rest, no, we've never had a fire. So it wasn't Ted, it was Dad in the face. Oh, okay. Just in case you were thinking it was. So there's our um, many, many boards. So there's, there's a dark one for you. There, nice dark you... board. Oh, I like this one. Thought this has was. got
2: the uh, it's the devil, isn't it? It is. Indeed. But he's looking pretty dapper with his uh, mid middle part in. Yes. And his uh, little cigarette holder as well. Yes. So. Getting throwbacks from um Guillermo del Toro's. Oh yes. I uh, can't think what it's called. With the, the eyes in the hands.
1: Yes. Oh,
2: I love that film bit.
1: I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Me. So, yes.
2: It's beautiful. There's there's literally, so seven handmade boards. There's the big one that's been bought in new. There is one that you can take out and you travels with you because it's. Um, it's been laminated.
1: Yes, so you can take it anywhere yeah. you want. These
2: guys are literally prepared every oh, single oh, occasion
1: possible. We got a bit obsessed with making our own boards. You don't say. And um, the thing is, though, there's so many different things oh, nice you can put th- with them.
2: Did I say there were six? There's seven. I didn't count the one in my hand.
1: I mean, it's one, two, you've three. you you've got eight that I can six, see. Seven, eight, and uh, I think there's three or four upstairs as well. Doesn't surprise bag. <laughs> <me. laughs> really doesn't so if you saw our house you'd actually understand why wouldn't you they're crazy crazy we're all crazy here no actually as no I'm going to rephrase that we're all mad here
2: we are yes but I mean who wants to be normal
1: uh, exactly and uh, just think of Alice that's all I've got mm. to say
2: all I can say is when you come in the house it looks quite normal
1: what until you come through the first door
2: uh, first door is fine second door is fine yeah. So first door is obviously into the house. You get into the hallway. That's Second right. door is into the living room. It's lovely. It's it is a really nice living room. And then you get to go in the dining room and it all looks nice and normal until you turn around.
1: And you see the, wall, On the mad wall. The mad wall. That's what we call, that's what we call it. The, the, the big one at the back is the yeah. mad wall. But next time you're over, have a look up the stairs. Oh that's just the oh, as well. okay i've not
2: been upstairs yet.
1: <laughs> just on the side of the stairs um we like to travel and we like to go to different places so we often buy uh the brochures and yeah. everything else to go with it so they're all up the stairs oh brilliant so uh i had many many years ago um whilst living in manchester we went to every single show you could think of yeah so i decorated the toilet with them okay <laughs> yes so the downstairs <laughs> toilet You can sit there for hours and uh, (laughs) just keep reading and reading and reading.
2: Do you want to know my claim to fame? Go on. My sister and I were on the front cover of a Turkey brochure.
1: Turkey, as in the the, as in the country, as in not not as in turkeys. No, not as as in we weren't
2: selling turkeys. We were on the front page. We were fifth. 15 and 18. We were too shy to go and get um, loungers. So you can. The only reason you can see us is because we're the only people on the beach without oh. loungers. <laughs> and we both got bright red hair and we stick out like a sore
1: thumb. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah, I've been in Chitty Bang Bang. Have you? Yes. Amazing. There you go. Another claim to fame.
2: Okay. Yes. You, you ready for this? I don't know if you'll even know who this is. I've met the Rebel MC. Oh no, he is rocking like a ninja, stinging like a bee. Yeah. He wouldn't sign my leg. Why? I don't know I wanted him to
3: But he wouldn't No I think it was the
2: inside of my coat I wanted him to sign the inside of my coat And he said he didn't want to So I got him to do my swim bag Unfortunately my swim bag was basically a carrier bag (laughs) So by the time I got home it had all (laughs) looked up And I was devastated Oh that's terrible He used to have to look My sister went as well She managed to get the signature And I was allowed to look at the signature But I wasn't allowed to touch it Oh
1: why not? Because she
2: was my sister Oh okay which scary. Oh, okay. I love you. Bye bye,
0: Nick. <laughs> Just in case.
1: <laughs> Still
2: scare me.
0: Still so scares you. Yeah.
1: So, uh. A little
2: sister?
1: Yeah, I've got quite a few claims to fame. Uh, but we won't go into that. I won't name names. No, no. Not on air. No, I used to, uh. security work. And oh. um, we used to, uh. We didn't do bodyguarding, it was close protection as it was. So, there you My go. only
2: other claims are famous to do with Bond cars and it's a bit boring. Oh. Uh, yeah. I ordered them for the film. That's right. So, as far as I'm concerned, they're mine. Yeah. I mean, they're not, but I'm clinging to it. Well,
1: keep on it. Yeah. Yeah, why not?
2: And I put uh, a uh, uh, duck in Gordon Stracken's bath once. Ooh. I wasn't just some weirdo in his house. <laughs> I was actually paid... Oh, no, that sounds weird. I was paid to be there. I was actually a chambermaid at the time. And that's as my life gets i'm afraid
1: ah so there you go yeah yes so back on to um murders and death and serial killers
2: now i only realized just recently and it, it literally just reminded me today what was that
1: i don't know i don't know if you heard that we yeah. heard it here yeah yeah Never heard it before in my life. That was
2: like a glass being flicked.
1: Yes. Like a or or a, a bell. Yeah. Not how many bells.
2: No. And there's nothing behind you. No. Because it was when you moved. Owl. How bizarre.
1: Well. Okay. There you go. Right tell right you, strange things happen. I'll tell you, things happen in there's things
2: happening. There's no place.
1: bells. There's things happening in this place that Ooh. we don't, can't explain.
2: Anyway. So, as I was saying... I don't know if anybody else knows this, but I, I have only learnt this more recently and I think I'd actually forgotten it until tonight, that the reason that the Yorkshire Ripper is so called is because of the letters that were written around about the time that he was uh, doing what he did. But they were the hoax letters and obviously Jack the Ripper did the same thing. He wrote the letters. The first, well, they weren't taken seriously because they were just assumed that it was some nut job as happened with uh, the Yorkshire Ripper. And it was only on the very final letter that they got that is named the From Hell letter that uh, they finally believed that it was him writing because of the human kidney that was included with it. And the reason that Jack, the, uh, sorry Yorkshire Ripper got the same was because that lovely gentleman was doing exactly the same thing and he was, uh, was he the where side Ripper? Yes. He was writing letters as though he was... The actual murderer. Yes, indeed. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's how the two got their names. So, Jack the Ripper was named way back when, and then Yorkshire Ripper got the name for the copycat letters.
1: So, there you go.
3: Hmm.
2: Interesting Mm. bit. I mean, you might have known that before, but I, like I said, only found it out recently and had forgotten it.
1: So, the Yorkshire Ripper, welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, Jack the Ripper later on. (laughs) Um, I'm quite fascinated with Jack the Ripper because there were so many errors made, uh, going way back when. And, it, and they reckon the voice arrested him and talked to him and let him go. Same as the Yorkshire Ripper that happened on that one as well. But it was Peter Sutcliffe, I do remember. And he died at the age of 74.
2: He did, indeed.
1: So um, he convicted his murders between 1975 and 1980. And I do believe there was seven of them.
2: I'll be quite honest, I even watched the TV programme just recently and I still don't remember.
1: Uh, Two of the murders took place in Manchester.
2: Oh, 22, apparently.
1: 22 are together?
2: Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, UK's second most prolific serial killer. There you go. So that'll be after the lovely uh, Dr Harold Shipman, I would imagine. Yes. Oh, there you go. Twenty-two women killed, seven attempted murders. Ah, that's why. That's why they got something the from.
1: from. So, um, busy man.
2: Mm, it certainly was.
1: So, uh, I mean,
2: in all fairness, he was only one death ahead of Mary Ann Cotton, who was one of the few female serial killers. That yes. We had. She killed twenty-one people between eighteen sixty-five and eighteen seventy-three, and it looks as though. She was only caught when she poisoned and killed her stepson, and they realised that actually she killed 11 out of 13 of her own children, nice. three of her four husbands, um, to get to their insurance policies, and she was a poisoner.
1: Oh, so there mm. you go. Lovely. Yes, just about as nice as Peter Sutcliffe.
2: Almost. Oh, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah.
1: almost. Yes. Uh, He initially attacked women and girls in residential areas, but then shifted his insights onto red light districts.
2: See, this is one of the things that I don't understand. So, for instance, this Marriott, so obviously Pete Sutcliffe, it was he murdered and raped, didn't he? He did indeed. So you kind of get the reasoning behind that. Yeah. (laughs) Marianne Cotton, though, she killed three three out of her four husbands um, to get their insurance money. But why did she kill those children? She well, killed 11 out of her 13 children.
1: It sounds bizarre, doesn't it? Yeah. Really, but but then no, I suppose really, that no, could no, also got, have
2: been money motivated, couldn't it?
1: Well, no. I suppose she's killed her husband and she's got plenty of money from the insurance. She obviously doesn't want to spend it on the kids. Certainly doesn't. So really. kill the kids? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Very Interesting. So, um, Peter Sutcliffe, uh, apparently he was, he said to the police that he was a voice from God who told him to do it. Yeah. Yes. So they go in, he, ple- he pleaded not the guilty uh, at his trial to murder on the grounds of diminished responsibility. But he was convicted of murder on a majority verdict. So there you go. Um, he was sentenced. He was sentenced to 20 concurrent life sentences. So he, he he was going to spend quite a lot of time in prison, wouldn't he? So that's me to stop with. I'm, go- I'm going to come on to Jack the Ripper in the last while um, because Jack the Ripper fascinates me. Um, and I think Jack the Ripper was very, very clever of what he got away with.
2: Can I-, I have an apology to make. I corrected you, and I corrected you incorrectly. It was thirteen that he's killed. Yorkshire Ripper killed thirteen. Attempted to kill seven. My apologies.
1: That's okay. So.
2: Do not trust
1: Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, these <laughs> things happen. Um, so we've mentioned Peter Sutcliffe, Mara Hinley. Mm. Uh, what was she called? Cotton? Uh, Mary, uh, Mary Mary, Cotton. Mary Ann Cotton. Harold Shipman. So we, we're making our way through are serial killers.
2: And if you're going to mention the ladies, you cannot forget you mentioned her earlier, the lovely Rose West.
1: Yes, I haven't actually got any, any information oh, in front of me on Rose West. I
2: remember this as a child. And then, as an adult, I uh, I worked around the corner from Cromwell Lane and it was something that I noticed every single time I went to work it was just that it was called Cromwell Lane. Oh uh,
1: right. That has been knocked down now, hasn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, totally gone.
1: Yeah. Well, let's have a look if she's on our list. you know where she was from?
2: They were... Good question. I feel like they were northern.
1: Because uh, I've got a map here in front of me of all the serial killers, but it's where they were born, not necessarily where they were murdered, or where the, the murderers...
2: They were in Gloucester. Gloucester. they were Gloucester. I knew that. You knew that. I mean, these were... I was saying about Marianne Cotton killing her own kids. These did exactly the same, didn't they?
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh,
2: were oh. they his children? I can't remember if they were actually her children as well. I think it was the majority of them were step stepchildren, were they?
1: Yeah, they were all theirs. Yeah. Marianne Cotton killed
2: 21 County
1: Durham. 1865 to 1873, she killed 21 people.
2: She did indeed. There
1: you go. And um, there's William Palmer. He killed five people in 1855. He was from Staffordshire.
2: No escaping him.
1: Uh, Ian Brady Myra Hindley have mentioned Fred West. That's another one. Rosemary West. Rosemary West did, oh, West did 10 and Fred West did
3: 13.
1: So they were busy. So, uh, yeah. Harold Shipman's still at the top at 218.
2: Years in duty.
1: I don't think we're going to beat that. Well, we don't really want to beat it, do we? No, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> not
3: really.
1: <laughs> it sounds like we're getting ready into this, doesn't <laughs> it? Oh, look at us! We've got our serial killers here. Who can do? Who can be the top?
2: Yeah, who can beat Harold Shipman? Be his uh, first plus. Yeah. First plus spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, his first spot, top of the list. But he's really pleased with himself, you know.
2: I would imagine so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. um, I'm just saying, uh, there's been 34 known serial killers have been identified across Britain. So I'm not sure when this was printed, uh, when this was written. So there you go. Interesting stuff. Mm.
2: And we were looking at a map. There are there's none down south, none on the southern coast. As, we, as far as we can see. Well, we've got
1: Hampshire.
2: Oh, well, that's different to the map that I was looking I've at. I've got Hampshire, Devon,
1: uh, Herefordshire, and Kent, and Middlesex.
2: There's a few up Scotland Way, there's uh, West Midlands.
1: Manchester's for three, Yorkshire's three, Nottingham's two. Yeah. Stafford's two. And then you've got oh, Hereford, Devon. That's a really Devon. confusing map. <laughs> it doesn't look right, does it? No,
2: it's been squashed too much. I was getting really... That's why I thought there were so many in the West Midlands. If yes. It's not, I'm looking at no, it's the No, it's the
1: whole... Yeah. Whoever's done it has squashed the map into oh, about it's... a quarter of a page. Yeah. And it looks really weird because it looks like everything is dead today. Mm. So, there you go. So that's the location of your serial killers and the number of serial killers. So, like Manchester had three and Yorkshire's had three. London's had two. Kent's had one. So North. Mm. A bit more greedy, aren't they? Just a little bit.
2: And you said to me that northerners were more friendly.
1: Yeah, we, we kill nicer.
2: <laughs> you kill with a please thank you and a smile on your of face. Of course we do, yeah. I thank
1: you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I met you, and I'm, I'm now glad you're dead. Thanks for calling.
2: Brilliant.
1: <laughs> so there you go. And down south, I say, oh, you're dead now, see you. And that's it, end <laughs> off. So rude. I know, I know. So um, Jack the Ripper, and I think we all know Jack the Ripper, don't we? I think he's got to be the most I famous. I think you'd
2: struggle to not have heard of Jack the Ripper.
1: So I think no matter where you are, you definitely <laughs> have heard of Jack the Ripper.
2: I mean, in all fairness, though, I always think that he's killed more than five because he's so well known. I
1: think it's because he is that well known. Yeah. He's, and he was one of the first as well. He was indeed, yeah. So Was he
2: prior to, oh, what was the, you mentioned him a couple of minutes ago.
1: I mentioned him quite a few people a few minutes ago. Uh, we have got Sutcliffe. No,
2: there was a older one.
1: Uh, he was
2: one of the first serial killers.
1: Let's have a look through here. Well, there you go. William. There. Got William Par- Palmer.
2: So what year was that? Uh,
1: 1855.
2: Oh, so he was 30 odd years before Jack the Ripper.
1: Yeah. And then you got Mary Ann Cotton at 1865.
2: Again, still, still before the old, uh, yeah. old Jack.
1: Yeah. And then you got Jack the Ripper, 1888.
2: I mean, in the grand scheme of things, he again, he only did five people, which is the same amount of people that William Partner did.
1: Yeah. William,
2: uh, is that his name? Palmer, yeah, sorry. Palmer.
1: Yeah, Well, but, but, but
2: how come nobody knows of this William Palmer? I
1: hadn't heard of him until I started doing some research. So I don't know. Mary Ann Cotton had heard of. But 21 people of oh, she's murdered. So I think we should have heard of her.
2: Absolutely, yeah
1: um but she was she, well, I think the she would,
2: if she'd have killed with a knife or a weapon i think she'd have been more notorious yes but she was the poisoner
1: yes there's a slight slice underneath that mm.
2: that's
1: a bit like um i mean
2: half of her victims were her own children
1: yeah indeed uh, it's like mary bell of Coventry
2: oh yeah she was believed to poison her husband as yes, well, wasn't indeed. She? yeah she was the if you don't know it's my hometown unfortunately uh, Coventry Mary Bell was the last person to be hung in Coventry
1: she was hung in the front of about 20,000 people
2: yeah because what else do you do when you've uh, got no TV
1: well yeah you've got to have something to pass the time
2: you certainly do um, you certainly Mary do.
1: Bell um, people want to uh, conviction overturned, but I don't think it will be because uh, she murdered her husband. Um, She was having an affair with a guy called Bacon. I can't remember his first name. His surname was Bacon. And they plotted together to get rid of the husband uh, because he was in the way. Uh, So this affair had been going on for quite a long time. So what She did, she used to buy uh, what she died buy for the chemist. Uh, what was it? Um,
2: I don't know, but it was
1: something for killing bed bugs. Uh, that's going to annoy me now. <clears throat> and uh, what she used to do was put it into his meals, so uh, he ate it and it slowly um killed him. Um, he fell out of the house in severe pain and. Uh, luckily there was a doctor passing and the doctor treated him but he couldn't do anything for him and he died now Mary Bell had given three different statements to the police of what happened that night uh, and she was eventually convicted (coughs) excuse me but something you might not know she's actually buried just near where she was hung no I do know that Uh, did you know she's buried upright as well
2: uh, I'm going to say no, kind of familiar, but you yeah. shouldn't be the first person that I've heard of buried yeah, up. Yeah, right.
1: she's buried up, right. Her uh, head was cut off. Yep. Her uh, head doesn't. is in storage, and that's a whole other story. Um, and if you know Coventry, you've got Coventry Cathedral as it leads back down into the town centre. Yeah. And you've got a couple of bars on the corner. Um, Slug and Letters, I think it is now.
2: Yeah, so you actually, if you stand right in front of the Coventry Cathedral, looking at the entrance, you can walk either side of it. You walk to the right-hand side, and kind of bare left. That is actually there's a monument there. Yes, you'll see that. That's where she was hung.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you have got the slogan letters. As you go past there, there's a, there's a lift, uh, a wheelchair lift, so you can get into the gardens of the yeah. pubs. Uh, apparently, she's buried just under where that lift is.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah, so, I think I was kind of aware of that. To be yeah.
1: Honest. Well, yeah, she was buried upright. And one of the reasons why they buried her upright was simply because it was uh, a petty injustice so she could not rest. Ah,
2: oh, okay. So, the, the, Arsenic.
1: That's the word. That's the word. Yes, that was for. what I was looking for because the body cannot digest it and it will kill you eventually. So there you go. And again, she changed her story. Three times to the police. She
2: did, yeah.
1: Um,
2: and each one, each time it was more damning. Yes. Now, what I heard, did you say she was having an affair?
1: She was having an affair with a guy called Bacon. Right. I can't again. remember his first name, it's Bacon's surname. Um, and it was both of them who plotted to kill the husband. So uh, apparently the marriage was quite turbulent and. She was well known, should we say?
2: One of her statements was, "My husband was in the habit of going with other women and used me so ill. No, used me so ill. No one knows what I've suffered."
1: There you go. So
2: there was an estimated uh, crowd estimated at between fifteen and twenty thousand.
3: Yeah, From and what?
2: apparently she died quite easily. Oh, so. Um, it says here, Mary was buried within the prison grounds.
1: Yes. Um, now.
2: Oh, there's a death mask. Yes. A is. death mask is actually on display at the. Is um, that the police museum? It, it, it is indeed. The um, police museum in Coventry. So
1: what is now the slug and lettuce used to be the prison. It did, yeah. Um,
2: oh, the court.
1: Well, and the old court.
2: Got, yeah. And, and like then at the back of there confused. was
1: the prison cells. Where the beer garden is would have been the exercise yard. So where the lift is now yep. would have been part of the exercise yard.
2: So what I'll tell you is if you go into the Slug and lettuce, walk around the bar, look for the... Oh, I don't know if it's there anymore, you know. There used to be a glass panel in the floor so that you could see downstairs. Yes. They've got... Um, the whole place is decked out with tables and chairs and such like. But when you first go in, it's more like a... Uh, like seats around the edge, high tables and stuff. But you can actually see the judges' seat.
1: Yes, yeah, so was everything was left, one not Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's all
2: it's all pretty much as it was. You can go and eat a meal in one of the cells, and in fact the toilets I think are in the cells yeah, as well. Yeah, they were cells. It's a beautiful building. Even if just go in, have a nose around, come back out again. It's yeah. really, really nice. I almost managed to get a ghost in there. Yes. And then they changed things around, change your hands and yeah. stuff and never um, managed to, many, to follow many, it
1: through. Many, many years ago, uh one of the managers was very upfront and Said that a lot of things that happened in that building from the screams mm. door slamming, keys being heard, yep, doors opening she said the kitchen was a very very strange place now would be in a pub uh all the all the kitchen was locked up at night, so all the fridges freezers, everything was locked individually.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: but she said the would come in sometimes, and there would be food on top of the counters. Ah, and sometimes the doors would also be open. Yeah, but she said we know we lock them every night.
2: Yeah. So, so what I had said, I mean, this is probably going back about ten years or so. Oh my God, I'm showing my age. There it is, about ten years ago. About ten years. Oh. They did actually say that there were only certain people, so only certain staff members that would actually be there on their own, or be the last one to work out the building, yes. walk out the building because they were all terrified.
1: Yeah, and uh, they reckon the screaming that they've heard around the cells was Mary because she was apparently a bit of a screamer Ooh. in real life. Wow. So they're linked two and two together. Uh, there's also other stories of Mary as well, screaming and shouting, coming from the Herbert. I mean, in all
2: fairness, just that one little area alone, you've got so much history packed into uh, oh, wow. it with, with oh. the, the cathedral... The old ruins, the new cathedral, the old cathedral. Well you've
1: got three cathedrals. Um
2: even in just that one little Is,
1: space, it, the got cross, the room. is it the cross keys
3: on yeah. the corner? Yeah, oh um,
2: that's massively haunted.
1: So next door to that was the original mint. Yep. Um for Coventry, where they would do other coins.
2: Was indeed.
1: Um they also had uh, business meetings there. Yep. Uh, Philip Larkin was also Oh the, I know that name. Yes. Poet, genius. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he was also part of the Secret Society. Should we say who had meetings upstairs? Oh,
2: Dodgy handshake. Brigade. Yeah, you know the
1: sort. Um, so, yeah, you've got that one there. Then you've got literally a stone's throw, if that, you've got the Guildhall. Oh, I love the Guildhall. So many stories.
2: I got accused of being a prostitute in there and somebody tried to buy me.
1: Oh, you chose a good price.
2: Apparently, I looked cheap. Oh. So I said, no, I'm actually rather
1: expensive. I'll tell you a little fact, though, because um, we are based in Coventry. We used to go to us up in Coventry
3: yeah.
1: many, many years ago. And I'll tell you something. It was really funny because where the wedding room is now where you can get married, mm. um, a lot of people don't know this, but people have complained of feeling strangled, especially if they're wearing scarves. Oh, okay. And uh, it was quite a common occurrence, but people would say, I feel really tight around my throat. Yeah. Now, going way, way back, where you get married now used to be a secret hanging room. Oh, okay. So basically, if you did something naughty and they didn't want to put you through the courts, they'd take there, hang you, and dispose of the body afterwards. Hence why people often say they often have the strangling. Okay. So we've always linked. I
2: can tell you that if you go in there and you walk up the stairs... You'll regularly, stay. if you just actually just stand at the bottom of the stairs, if you see people walking up and down, stand at the bottom or stand at the top and just pay attention to them and you'll see them trying to wipe uh, cobwebs off their face. Yeah. Um, experienced it myself and literally stood for 10 minutes and watched people come in and go in and all trying to wipe, like, oh, I've got cobwebs on my yeah. face. Indeed. Um, I went there with a friend of mine who was a nurse. We did a same, I don't remember which room it is. I just remember when you stand in it, the tilt on it is. Oh, it's phenomenal. terrible. Isn't it? And then you've got like the windows are really because they're all the, the stained glass. So they're kind of like, they, they make you feel like you're standing at an angle. Yes. Now, what the medium picked up in there was um, a figure with half their face, like just distorted. Okay. But if I'm not mistaken, oh, my friend Deb will be able to put me straight. Now, my friend Deb, the reason that she's important is because she's a nurse and worked on a stroke ward at the time. Okay. And they were, I think they were hanging around her.
1: Right. But
2: she was straight away when they said what was going on with her face. Yeah, she yeah. was like, oh, it's possible me my patients followed me. Yes. But we had all manner of stuff in there. Well,
1: we had an experience, myself and another medium, almost, Um. He thought it was a really, really good medium. he was okay, mm. he wasn't brilliant um, but it was all right um, and now before we put the tour on to the public, uh, we did all the research, and then we decided that we were going to have a walk around the whole route, mm-hmm. check all the stories, check all the facts and we were stood at the side of the guild hall, looking into the town hall, yep, so the t- you got the guild hall at the back of the t- uh, guild hall you've got. Uh, what was the original um, castle yard? Yeah, and then you've got the um, the town hall. Now, we looked up into a window, and both both of us saw this, and both of us described it because we stood there looking at each other in disbelief. In some respects, lady, large lady, our largest lady, um, red velvet dress,
3: yeah,
1: walking around this room. Now, we looked at each other and thought, "Oh, that doesn't look right, looked back, she was there. And we looked again and she'd gone. Now, we did a little bit of digging with the council and it turned out that Mary Queen of Scots was also held in that room. She was, indeed. So she was whether Now, at the time, we didn't know anything about Mary Queen of Scots being held in uh, this building. Mm. So... Was it a coincidence that we saw her, or was it a figment of our imagination? I, I don't know. Put it this way: it was it was very very real, and we both saw it. That's as much as I can say about that. So yes, um, country a very very haunted place. Uh, you've got Lady de Godiva. I'm not going to well.
2: lie. I would assume, with all the bombings in the war and the amount of people that died, yes. I would imagine. I would
1: assume that it would be
2: far more
1: haunted. Ah. Now, there was a lot of bombings in Coventry from World War II, this is. Um, there was many reasons why Coventry got bombed, uh, but we're not going to go into the history of. But there wasn't actually as many people died as you would think. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was something like three quarters of the housing stock and a quarter of the shops got bombed, but there wasn't that many deaths. It was only in the hundreds from what I remember. It wasn't in the thousands. So um, it's not as many as you think. Oh, really? Yeah. So so uh, I, from that I'm, point of view, they were very, very lucky.
2: Yeah. I am I don't know how true this is, but I'm sure I heard that there were areas where they were bombed so badly they didn't even bother trying to get the bodies out. They just filled it back in.
1: Yeah, I would imagine there was. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of bombing. Um, hundreds and hundreds of tons of bombs were dropped. Uh, I think it was 210... Tons of bombs was dropped within twenty four hours on Coventry from my memory, but I could I could be completely wrong there. But it was something ridiculous like that. And the first place was to be bombed was the cathedral. Um, one of the reasons why that was bombed first is because of the flight path they came over through Nuneaton and into Coventry and the Cathedral was the first place they saw. Yeah. So they bombed that first and then continued. Now it it were really sensible and they did what Stockport did. <laughs> Stockport lit fires all the way along the flight paths. Oh, really? Yeah, so they bombed Manchester, not Stockport.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah, so they, they lit that. So again, from from the air, it looked like it already been bombed. Yeah, of course. So the next pilot thought, "Oh, that one's been bombed. I'll move on to the next one." So yes. So that is Coventry. Oh, there's lots and yeah. lots more I just, can tell you about Coventry. Just
2: swinging back round to the Guildhall, yes. I've got a little photograph in front of Mr G here. Do you recognise it? I do. You do? Uh, it is a very, very famous photo of Coventry. And I would recommend, if anybody's ever thinking about visiting the St Mary's Guildhall, yeah. have a look. Uh, Google Ghostly Monk.
3: Yes. St
2: Mary's. And you'll see a black and white picture. Uh, it doesn't seem anything out of the ordinary. But there is a figure on the left hand, top left-hand side yeah. of the photo. Uh, they're wearing a hood. Their face is completely in darkness. And if you look very carefully, they are very much taller than the other people around them.
1: Now, that photograph has been scrutinised
2: over, over, over and over and again. over again. And they
1: have still said it is still an original photograph and has not been altered in that any is it, exactly. way.
2: Now, the other thing is, apparently, the other people that were at that meal do not know who that figure was. No. Nobody saw them.
1: No. Uh, there's another picture of that. I think it's from the 1940s, 1950s, where it was in colour. Yeah, um, I think
2: it's the same picture.
1: Um, and uh, you can see it in green, I think it is. Oh, I
2: think I've seen it in
1: red. So it's just, just to yeah. highlight it, basically. It
2: is a cracking picture. It's worth yeah. a
1: look. Oh, definitely worth you a can look
2: You can see how modern it is by the, because you can see the mayor and the mayoress. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, they're not in, I can't remember when it was taken. I think it might have been around about wartime. It looks kind of. If I remember
1: 50s. rightly, it was about 1948 that was taken. That's a pretty damn good guess. Yeah, it was. Uh, from my memory and doing the tours, I'm sure it was about 1948 that was taken. So quite a while ago. <laughs> But I've pictured that has never, ever been changed. It's definitely worth a look at. So, um, yes. So you all thought Coventry was just a city in the middle of the Midlands, but it's got lots of history. Um,
2: We haven't even started on the witches.
1: No. There's so much you could go on about. Lady Godiva, um, again, often being seen, but only seen in times of trouble. Yeah. She was paraded around naked. Uh, then we have Pe- we've got Peeping Tom. Uh, you've got sent to Coventry, yep. as the saying goes. Uh, there's all that. That all links to monks and ghosts and that sort of thing. Uh, and then you've got the monks that are often seen in the old ruins. That's off the first cathedral.
2: I can tell you as well, Coombe Abbey, just outside Coventry. I used to work there. That's haunted.
1: I've not actually been to Oh,
2: so. I frightened the life out of myself at Coombe Abbey. I don't know if I've even told you about it. I worked there when they were... I was cleaning up after the builders. I was 15 years old, long red hair, down my back. I wore full costume to clean baths and toilets, and the builders were terrified of me. (laughs) (laughs) Because anybody that came in got told the story of the... uh, Was it Amelia, I think she was, the ghost? Right. Who happened to look like a peasant girl or servant girl, with long red hair, Uh. and they used to see me and run.
1: (laughs) Well, what else can we say? Yep. there you go. Um, a little bit different, to say the least.
2: Yeah, that was not my favourite song.
1: <laughs> but there you go. I had to sort of throw something <laughs> different in.
2: Had some proper classic 80s there. It
1: really was. So, we're talking about serial killers tonight. We
2: were, indeed. And
1: different Yeah. in different locations.
3: We've covered um, quite a few
1: topics again. We were just talking about, um, what's it called? Coventry. Yes. Um, and how haunted Coventry is and how important Coventry was. It so, certainly was. Yeah. Yes. Um, th- did you know they used to test uh, tanks down there for World War II?
2: Yeah, I did
1: indeed. You did indeed. So
2: Can I tell you an interesting
1: fact? Go on. If it wasn't for the war I wouldn't be here. Well there you go. Yeah. Whoa.
2: Because my granddad travelled from Ireland to be here because right. he wanted to fight in the war, but he was too young and wasn't allowed in the Irish Army. Okay. And then eventually my granny actually came from Scotland to live down here. And I can tell you that during all the air raid uh, warnings that went off, she would have been walking back from a dance. Oh, right. Because she liked to miss the last bus so she could stay until she got kicked out, which meant that regularly during air uh, air raid sirens, she'd be walking back on her own to get back to her hostel. And it turns out, I only found this out just before she passed, um, that because the friend of hers had a um, downstairs bedroom, she'd knock on the window and climb through the window to get in. Oh, My lovely little granny. That's
1: good, that, but I'm going to fly over to Warwick, which is not that far from Coventry. No, it's certainly not. And did you know that Walt Disney's father was held prisoner in the castle?
2: I kind of feel like I might have known that at some point.
1: Yeah, uh, he escaped.
2: What was he there for?
1: We don't know. Oh. Uh, um, we only know he was there because you got Walt Disney Yeah. Uh, scraped into the stone walls.
2: Really?
0: Yes.
1: And he escaped. And if he hadn't escaped, Walt mm. Disney would never have been that is Walt very, Disney as we true. know it today. Because he would never have been born.
2: Yeah, madness.
1: So there you go. There's a strange little fact for you about Warwick Castle. Not really particularly very haunting, but if you do like Disney, say thanks to Warwick. <laughs> now, I'm going to come on to a couple of little stories. I know, uh, hopefully, we'll have enough time to do all this. Um, now, Warwick Castle's history, or haunted history, has changed over the hundred years or so. Uh, basically, it's just to keep up with the times. They change oh, the yeah. stories, to make it more relevant. Yeah. Um, but we don't always want to be relevant. Sometimes no, you might history want to know... You might want to know why there's a little boy on the drawbridge who suddenly appears there in front of people. Oh, I'd love to know. Yes, but he does. But well, you don't get told that on the ghost tour. No. So and you don't get told that Daisy would be practicing her Ouija boards within inside the castle. Oh. Yes. So another one that you don't get told, and the other one you get don't get told is that you know doors open all on their own inside the castle.
2: I feel like I do know that that's one. That's where
1: Daisy used to practice uh, Ouija boards and where she would do uh, seances.
3: Really?
1: Yes. So that's not on the ghost tour either. Now there's the one about the, uh, the lady and the baby who's buried in the walls. Oh, really? Yes. It's believed that somebody of importance, in inverted commas, uh, obviously got her pregnant. Oh. And had to get rid of... Yeah. So they buried her in the wall. Oh, that's nasty. Yes. And um, people have claimed to have heard babies crying mm. and a woman screaming. Oh, no, I'm not surprised. So that's been reported uh, on numerous occasions, should we say, at least. Um, those are the stories about uh, the castle, like the big dog who sits in front of the fire in the Great Hall.
2: Oh,
3: okay.
2: I've
1: not heard that one before. Yes. Um, He sits there, he guards, and you come and go. Oh, okay. Doesn't cause any problem to anybody. No. Yeah, you'll go in there and the fire will be on, and the dog will be sat in front of it.
2: Similar thing at Coom Abbey, if I'm not mistaken. So,
1: yes. Um, What else is there about Warwick Castle? Uh, What's still relevant? I'll tell you what is relevant about Warwick Castle is when they were putting the new dungeons in, and I will put the word new in, yeah. Um because you don't go in the old dungeons anymore. Okay. And uh, they've rebuilt them. Um you won't know the difference. But one in the building companies something happened. Ooh. And, and they old. all
3: left. Okay.
1: The down tools.
3: Yeah.
1: And they left. They left the tools, the work, the vans, and legged it out of the castle. Oh, no. And we have no idea what happened. The builders have never, ever said what happened, but they never went back.
2: Okay, so this is the um, sceptic in me. Go on. That is one hell of a good advertising.
1: It is a very good advertisement, but it wasn't made public knowledge. Oh, was it not? Not as such.
2: There we go. Ruined that one for me.
1: Yeah, that ruined that one, yes. Um, It was...
2: So in that case then, if you happen to be one of those builders... Oh, yes. You can, I'll give you my personal phone number for that one, but until that moment comes up, email us at studio at bcradio.co.uk or don't forget you can go onto the website and you can pop on the link there and send us an email through that. Indeed you can. If
1: you uh, go into the presenters and click on me, Mr G, uh, it will take you to me, tell you a bit about me, show you my schedule, and all on the same page there's a form to fill in as well. There we go. So there you go. Dead, dead, dead. Simple. That's uh Radio. Dot. U. K. So I'm going to come on to Falk Gravel. Now Falk Gravel, he was the Chancellor of the Exchequer.
2: Oh, do you know what? I'm literally was like, sorry, what, Gravel?
1: <laughs> yeah, Falk.
2: Falk? Is that the type of road gravel? <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I know where he's up to now. Yes. He's the person. Yeah, he's a person.
1: He used to be the Chancellor of the Exchequer. Um, back way in the day, um, and he is the one responsible for what Warwick Castle looks like today. Oh, really? He spent about twenty-two million pounds building the castle as it is now.
2: Oh, okay. I thought you meant like way back way when back in the day. So he, so he's more recent.
1: No. Oh no 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 no. He's uh, quite way back. Uh, I can't remember.
2: Twenty-two million.
1: Yeah, the equivalent of 22 million.
2: Ah, I see. Got, so, yes. Got
1: yeah. So, um, now, folk was murdered by his manservant. <laughs> That's
2: all you need to know. That's all you
1: need to know. <laughs> now, it is said that folk does haunt the castle.
3: Does he
1: know? He does indeed. Many people have seen him over the years, uh, especially in the towers. Oh,
3: okay.
1: So, uh, that you might come across him quite a lot.
2: I wonder if he's seeking revenge or trying to find his bloody money.
1: Ah oh, wow. He's buried in St. Mary's Church. Oh, okay. And if you ever get the chance to go into St. Mary's, go downstairs into uh, the tombs. Yep. Very worth a little look at. He designed his own. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, but he was murdered by his manservant, Ralph Haywood. Now, apparently, Haywood wasn't very happy with Ralph because he was only going to leave him £20 a year to live on. I bad.
2: think I know this story. Now,
1: back then, £20 a year wasn't actually a bad amount no, of money. No. He certainly wouldn't have been poor, let's put it that way, uh, when you think the average wage is probably about 2p a week. Mm. So £20 a year was absolutely oh, fine. rich. But Haywood wasn't happy with this, and he stabbed Falk in the side. Mm now they packed the wound with uh fat and if i remember rightly, it was lamb's fat because it was soaked with the blood that so, makes
2: perfect sense
1: yeah perfect sense but the only thing was that the fat wasn't very healthy it was quite rancid and he it, he, he would have died of sepsis as it would have been today disgusting yes right so obviously sepsis is a very serious disease mm. uh illness uh attacks of blood Uh, Okay, most people survive from it these days, but it's still a very, very serious illness. Um, So he died a few days later, and obviously it was murder. Mm. But the strange thing was, before he died, Greville said that he didn't want anybody charged with his murder. You're wondering why. Right.
2: Oh, you were waiting for me to ask that. I was. I saw the little smile on yes. your face.
1: <laughs> now, we're going to go and twist history. Okay. Now, we're going to go down a couple of uh, theory routes, or conspiracy theory routes, or we'll just change history completely. <laughs> now, back then, it was illegal to be homosexual, as we all know. So, was Ralph homosexual? Was Greville homosexual? Now, you couldn't have someone back then, homosexual, who was the Chancellor of the Exchequer. In the 1600s, it wouldn't have been... Absolutely not. ...good. So, theory for you. Did Ralph and Haywood thats right, not no, Ralph and Greville have an arm, argument, as we would class, a lover's tiff?
3: Mm.
1: Now, if that was the case, and they had the lover's tiff, and... He picked a knife up and stabbed him in a fit of anger or passion or whatever you want to call it, would explain why Groville didn't want anyone charged with his murder. Yeah. And Now, to twist history, 1600s, not allowed to be homosexual, everything was brushed under the carpet.
3: Yeah.
1: Now, up and down the country, many men had bed warmers. You're laughing here, right? Yeah. She's trying to keep a straight face, but it yeah, ain't going to work.
2: Straight away, my yeah. brain's just gone. I know what it is. It's that pan, isn't it, that they fill with coal?
1: Well, there was that, but they also yeah. had physical yeah. bed warmers. So <laughs> yeah, if I was a servant for Greville at the time, yeah. I would have been the manservant and I would have warmed his bed for him.
2: Oh, I bet you would have. Well, well exactly. Not you, obviously. I'm not I'm not making comments about you. No, but,
1: but, but yeah. put, please put oh, me in that yeah. situation. I would have warmed the bed.
2: Well, hence the reason probably why he didn't have a
1: woman doing it. Because exactly. they'd have
2: gone, oh, no, you can't possibly do that.
1: Exactly. You might so, have
2: relationships with yes. them.
1: Yes, well, did he have mm-hmm. relationships with these men? Hence, Ralph thought he was very, very special. He thought he was the most special person in Greville's life. Mm-hmm. But he might not have been. He might have just been that one secret yeah indeed so that would twist history that was only a theory it is a well believed theory
2: it makes sense isn't it really
1: yeah so it's why
2: Altwood, his manservant on 20 pounds a year yeah possibly want to kill him
1: well i mean like that going back to sixteen £20 a year was plenty to live on yeah so and he would have been staying at the castle as well. That would have been free of charge. Absolutely, yeah. So well, he, I give he, it
2: all up, makes
1: yeah. sense. Yeah. So did they have a lovers' tiff? Were they homosexual? Mm. We we'll well, never know. I'm we sure, will never know. They? And uh, just think about back that. Back in the 1600s, it was illegal to be homosexual, so nothing was publicised. Absolutely not. And having bed warmers up and down the country.
2: See, to be honest, if it was the manservant that died, that would make more sense. But with it being, uh, what was his name?
1: Uh, Falk Gravel.
2: Because I kind of think, I would have assumed that the manservant would have said, you know, pay me off, I'll leave, you'll never see me again, and I'll never yep. tell a soul. But And then killed him. But to do it the other way around,
1: exactly.
2: that makes your idea make perfect
1: yes. sense. Yes, so it is a well-believed theory, but... We will never know. We will never know. But it's just one of those little theories that I like to throw in from time to time because I think it's quite a fascinating story within itself. So Folk, folk, Gravelstall, haunts the castle. He's often seen in the towers. Daisy, um, she used to practice Ouija boards and do seances and do crazy things, Mm. including tarot cards, so I believe... So yes, a lot of going on in that place. It is said I mean, that Daisy still haunts the castle today.
2: That so, area, anyway. What Warwick, Stratford, you've got so much going on. It's they're all interesting places, oldie worldy towns. Well,
1: Warwick was very, very important uh, to the crown. Mm. Um, obviously, Chancellor Exchequer owned it.
2: Absolutely.
0: So
1: uh, there was a lot of important people staying at Warwick, and it was very, very heavily guarded. Yeah. Was. And if you actually know Warwick and you know the lane called Butts Lane, I don't know if you know it. I've probably driven down it a You've probably times. driven down it a million times. It's um, just at the top of the high street. Uh, it's the reason why it's called Butts Lane is that is where they used to practice archery. Oh, okay. And obviously another word for a butt is the archery bit. So you put the arrow back, yeah. you fire it off, shoot it into what was then a piece of grass and that was called The Butt.
2: Oh, I did not know that.
1: There you go. A little bit of history mm-hmm. for you. So, very very heavily guarded and Bob Gravel is buried in St Mary's Church and def- definitely worth a visit. So, there you go. And we're going to play a little bit of music now and then we're going to come back and I'll be well, discuss Jack the Ripper I mean, I keep saying we've going to do that, but we will. We will. We will. We'll, move we'll be back, back, and we will be back with Jack. Well, that's debatable. We're still talking about uh, Ralph Greville here, and uh, we're just having a bit of a debate why... um, No, Fort Greville and Ralph Haywood. (laughs) You Um, don't want to get them named wrong, do you? No, (laughs) sorry about that. But, hey, there you go. Um, We're just talking about why Ralph would want to kill uh, Greville in the first place. Was it greed? Did he want more? Was he promised more? As Tash just asked. Well, as far as we know, no, he wasn't promised anymore. Not that we know of. I just don't
2: understand why a man who's on such good money a year gets greedy when he's got, he's living in the lap of luxury, he's but living there in the castle world. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. He gets to lie in the best bed ever, probably, oh, for yeah. several hours a
1: night. But there again, if it was just another bed warmer. mm did he expect more? Did he think he was somebody important?
2: Yeah, that's what I said initially. Is he yeah. getting ideas above his station?
1: But if he was madly in love with Fort Greville, he might have thought he was just more than a bed warmer. Mm. Perhaps he thought there was something. Maybe he put somebody else warm in the bed. Well, the baby. There's lots of theories out there, but we've got about seven minutes left, I and mean, we are going to talk about Jack the Ripper. You were
2: determined. I, I am now, determined
1: you? to jo- talk about Jack the Ripper because I'm a little bit obsessed with Jack. I actually quite admire Jack because he was very clever to get away with it, and to leave so many clues and so many errors in when the police investigated, and still get away with it. I think he was one clever person.
2: He certainly was. I mean, he, he he was not daft. I think I kind of almost feel like he did whatever he needed to do, got it out of his system,
1: and stopped. Indeed.
2: Or, or maybe it was just a case that maybe you knew that he was going to get caught if he carried it on. Well,
1: one of the suspects was American. Mm. Uh, uh,
2: that was the other thing that I was going to yes. say. Maybe you did it and then went back home well, somewhere.
1: When you read between the lines, these murders happened when the American was in England. Oh. And then they wouldn't happen, and then the American wasn't in England. Yeah. So, you, okay, yes, we could be clutching at straws, but it makes perfect sense come over here, kill somebody, pop over there again and uh come back and do it again and again and again. He could and, be trapped in
2: the world for all we know couldn't he?
1: Yeah, and he could have done it all over the world and it may never get noticed. So I do believe there was five murders from Jack the Ripper. Uh
2: Yes, all killed in the same year apparently, all 1888.
1: All, all in the same year? Yep. Wow, he was one busy chap.
2: He certainly was, I mean they were literally a mile apart. Yes, no distance at all
1: so i'll tell you one thing i would like to do is go and do the jack the ripper tour mm. uh, it's not exact these days because also some it's changed over the years and a couple of the roads aren't there but i still like to go and do the tour yeah i think that'd be quite good
2: because i remember the first time i heard about this was that they what was that
1: i don't know but there was, there's nobody here
2: somebody just something has just fallen over in the kitchen there's nobody in the kitchen and i know that because the curtains drawn to the living room and they always shut the curtain curtain still
1: yeah and the lights are on and yeah. we've got two big glass doors but something just fell over in the kitchen
3: <laughs> i
1: don't know That's, uh, i think we'll do that just in mr go. g on bc radio well there you go it's oh. kicking off Yeah, something's happening in the kitchen and we don't know what.
2: So we've already had, for those of you that have not heard the rest of the show, a little earlier there was a... It's like a a, bell
1: or a glass or...
2: I said it sounded like when you, on a glass, glass. yes, but a bit more melodic than that, or it could have sounded like a bell. But we've also, in the kitchen, so we've literally got a sliding door from the studio into the kitchen. Something's just fallen over, but there's nobody in there. Everybody else is upstairs.
3: Ooh.
2: and it's not like someone could have just been in there because we've been recording this show for almost two hours.
1: Yes, and there's only us here.
2: Yep. Uh, so. We did have a little break. We did a double song. We did run in different directions, and we yes. ran back.
1: I uh, Sorry, because we forgot to press play, uh, stop on the first song.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sent the child back to bed. So we've been in back in here for, what, uh, 20 minutes? About 20
1: minutes. How strange.
2: Mm, we're going to go and find out what it is in a second.
1: We will. I'm going to leave you here talking about Jack the Ripper. Oh, there okay. you go. And I will go and find out what is going on, and I will. I will return.
2: So Jack the Ripper. This is the one where I said I, I didn't realize until recently that uh the Yorkshire Ripper got his name because of Jack the Ripper and the the letters that were sent. Um. The letters that were sent during the Jack the Ripper days, I think there was three in total, and basically the police didn't pay any attention to it, didn't really think it was real. And I think it was until the last and the final one, which was called From Hell, which any of those that you are into films, is also a Johnny Depp film about the Yorkshire, not the Yorkshire Ripper, about Jack the Ripper, also called From Hell. Uh, and that one did actually contain a kidney, had a little box with a kidney in it, if I'm not mistaken, they did some testing and they found out the kidney was diseased. And then later on, uh, when they did find... I've lost all my bits. Where's my bits gone? Oh, I'm so well prepared that I had everything in front of me and I got distracted. But yeah, basically, um, the last letter contained the kidney. And then they did, I think it was a couple of days later, they found one of the ladies with an ear missing... Uh, I think correct. one of them yeah. did have a kidney missing, one but they could missing. not confirm that the missing kidney related to the body that was missing a kidney. I've got it right in front of me, haven't I?
1: Yeah, you've got all the paperwork there. No, don't know. What I've
2: done. It's gone missing. Oh, it's gone missing. I oh, know, it's there. My... It's there in my hand. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> oh, dear, so oh, dear. It was three days after the police received that letter that the bo- body of Catherine Eddowes was found. Part of the ear was missing. And also, there was a box with this letter, uh, containing the kidney. Now, Catherine Eddowes was also known to have had a kidney removed, but they could never prove that that was hers. But it was only at that point that they went, oh, hold on a second, this guy's actually serious.
1: Yes, indeed. So, because we're going to run out of time, sorry, Jack, Well, I have to put you on the back shelf for another day. We'll come back, yeah. I've just come back from out the kitchen, and that has fallen off the end of the kitchen uh, of the curtain rail.
3: Oh!
1: So the end of the curtain rail has fallen off. What? So there you go. What? Indeed.
2: This is a. It's about the size of an egg. Yes. I mean, literally, I can't even. I can't hide it in my hand. And, it's quite uh, sizeable. It's
1: put onto the curtain rail. I'm tied up with a Allen key. It is, indeedy. So, and I've never known that to fall off.
3: Oh, bizarre.
1: Since we've been here, we've been here many, I mean, many years. I'm
2: not going to lie, I did struggle with the curtain, because I forgot how to work it.
1: Oh, that's only because the, but, f- the last, or the first bit, you just have to... It catches? Yeah, you, you lift it up. I didn't that's touch it. The... That, that's the other end of the curtain.
2: Oh, is it? It's yes. not even the end of touched?
1: No, it's the other end.
2: Oh, that's even better. So,
1: so imagine what? walking out of our house, uh, our room... You've got the end of the curtain that hooked over, which keeps the curtain shut. Um, so you slide it from the way I'm looking, going into the lounge. You slide it right.
2: Yep, I'm left so, to So right.
1: this is the right side hand side that we do not touch. Oh. So there you go. Spooky or what? This so, is getting
2: to be a regular occurrence in your now. It is indeed. Now. I know. Oh, we need to get Liam in.
1: Oh, Liam's here, been here many times.
2: Oh, yeah, because he has.
1: Because he has. Um, Normally, we're talking about businessman Liam's here. But it's time for us to go and it say is, goodbye. But before we do go, please don't have nightmares. Okay. Do sleep well.
2: Good night, guys.
1: Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you again next week.
3: Mr. G on BC Radio.